0: So welcome back. I'm Ben.
1: And I'm Carrie Nicolai.
0: We are with Coldwell Banker Seaworth Tours here in Wisconsin Rapids. That is correct. So, of course, these are pre-recorded shows because we put them on podcast online. So if you're listening to this over the air on WFHR, AM 1320, and now full power FM at, what's my hat say? 97.5 FM. It It's actually pretty cool because... um FM being a, a wider spectrum radio frequency, you can right. actually hear all of the you know, up and downs, the highs and lows and nuances of, of the people speaking. And they're doing music now. Excellent. So a long laundry list of local programs, locally grown radio. And then, yep, we also put the show on our podcast player. So if you're looking to uh, let people know across the country things that are going on, have them look up Carrie Nikolai on their podcast player, Apple and Google and just everything. Um, I even found us on Spotify.
1: Ooh, awesome.
0: Right. And, and see, I, I don't usually touch on like, you know, um, religious things or um, what's the other one? Secular? Gover- governmental things, okay. right? Politics. Yeah. Religion, politics. Try to stay away from them just because you don't need to. Mm-hmm. on the radio but yeah, so spotify we're still on spotify don't worry
1: excellent <clears throat> well good i am glad to hear that
0: yeah so um we have a lot of things going on here this upcoming year mm-hmm. uh, we talked to the humane society a little bit earlier so um, snow sculpture is coming up here at the end of february
1: and the nice thing too is something that is very close to my heart is the run season the run walk season So, you know, it kind of goes all the way back to, and my sister started running cross country way back in the day Mm -hmm. and still continuing that tradition with my family. And I got one runner in the family. And so he's always looking for little community events to go and do these 5K runs. So for me, the beginning of April, end of March, beginning of April is always the run season. You know, you get that a nice little opportunity to get out. And the nice thing is everything is either a run or a walk. So if you're not really a runner, you can go and walk mm-hmm. and still enjoy the race and be able to enjoy the beautiful um, cities these races are are in. So that is a beautiful thing. We got the race season starting.
0: I, I remember one just a few months ago, just before Christmas, um, there was a December run, walk, yada, yada, mm-hmm. I believe for the Portage County Humane Society Okay. Um, over in Stevens Point.
1: I know our local Y has one, too. Right. There's always that Facebook post out there to make sure you know what family you are dating or going to be dating. Of Are they the Thanksgiving, let's get up at 7 a.m. and go run a 5K? Or are we uh, get up at 10 o'clock in the morning and start the mimosas?
0: Right. And sometimes opposites attract. Right. So one of the, the people, you know, in the relationship could go out and run and the other one's waiting for them at the finish line with the momosas.
1: Exactly. So <laughs> it, it, it's kind of fun. we you know, we're a little bit of a runner family. I don't run. Um, I do enjoy going and doing these and doing the walk portion of it. But having a, a son who loves to run, it's always kind of fun to take him to some of these events and let him just go have fun running.
0: Yep. Uh, the Humane Society during Bluegrass at the Lake is doing a 5K. And
1: that's gonna nine be June.
0: Right. 5K nine. Get K nine mm-hmm. dogs. Right. Um, we've got Run with the Cops.
1: That's in October.
0: Yep. So we've got some other runs too.
1: Right. So really, our run season, I think, really is going to kick off on Saturday, April 2nd. Oh, okay. And that is going to be the Hippity Hoppity Bunny Run.
0: They don't call it that. They they, don't call it that. They call it
1: the Bunny Run, and this is sponsored by the Chamber of Commerce.
0: So it's the heart of Wisconsin, Nakusa Easter Bunny Run 5K Run Walk. Correct. It's Saturday, April 2nd.
1: Yes, and it starts at 10 a.m. So, and this is going to be, well, the registration starts at 10, but Mm -hmm. the race itself is going to start at 10.30 in the morning. Um, The nice thing is we're going to start in Riverside Park. And it's going to be along the biking path or the walking path along the river. Okay. So we're going to go all the way down to where Verso is and turn around there and then come on back to the park. Oh, okay. So it's going to be out and back, which is really nice. And this year, they've added a few new little fun things. i to can, call them
0: fun things. How can you make running more fun?
1: Well, we are going to be... Uh, having the first, second, and third place runners for male and female are going to get awards this year. We're going to have medals. We're going to be giving out medals this year.
0: Are they doing the medals just by gender or by age group as well?
1: Just by gender. Okay. Uh, We'll probably maybe work into the gender or to the age group, but for right now, it's just going to be the gender, and we're just going to be doing the first, second, and third. Okay. And we are going to be having some participation ribbons for for the young runners.
0: Okay, cool.
1: So, yeah, we're going to make that a, a really fun fun event. And I do believe that Miss Wisconsin Rapids is going to be there as well.
0: Well, that's fantastic. Yes. Very yeah. good.
1: So we've got that coming up. And at the end of April, we're having the Run the Rapids Child Prevention or Child Abuse Prevention Run. Okay. So that will be, I believe the YMCA sponsors that one. But like I said, it's the run season.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So April, we've got two. May, I believe there's one. And then June, there's going to be at least the run with the canine run with South Hugh County Maine Society. I know that the autism awareness has a run. Okay. There's the breast cancer awareness run that happens every year here in our town. So definitely be watching the Facebook post of where the latest run is going to be. So we're going to be making sure that we get those posted out there. So if you are a runner or a walker and you really do enjoy these events, you will have a great opportunity to be able to do that. So we're going to talk about all of them as they come up throughout the year because the races start now and they continue all the way until next year. I think in January and February are the only two months that we don't have races only due to the ice on the streets.
0: Well, it's bloody cold. and Oh, the- you can still run in the cold. Yeah, I suppose you can, but yeah. There's, ru-
1: there's outdoor running gear for cold weather.
0: It would be quite hazardous if we're getting sleet in the middle of the run. Right. I mean, I'm sure they still run in the rain.
1: They run in the rain.
0: But when it starts freezing, attraction is an issue.
1: Correct. <laughs> Correct. We want to make sure that everybody is safe while they're running.
0: Right? That's good. So it's going to be a very good year of running. Um, we might be doing some water stations. Uh, Coldwell Banker team out there doing some water stations, mm-hmm. um, probably a, at least with the Humane Society K9 for the canine. run, yep. um, but yeah, along the way. And I know JR just loves these runs as well. I'm not sure how many marathons he's going to do this year. I don't know. I, I think he was in Hawaii for vacation recently, and so he did a marathon over there.
1: It was a half marathon.
0: It was a half, okay. It
1: was just a halfsy.
0: Well, because he was on vacation.
1: Right, yeah. right. It's on vacation, so um, I know that the Madison Mini, I'm really hoping that that's going to be in person again. And so, again, that's 13.1 miles, so just in case anyone does not know what a mini marathon is. So, it's it's only 13.1. So,
2: only? Only.
1: Should um, only take about an hour and a half to run, roughly.
0: Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, And then you start putting that into... Where is that in the area that's pretty much from um, Rapids to Port Edwards? Yes. Um, If you're looking for a full marathon, you can run from Rapids to Plover.
1: There is a way to, I think it's leaving the old YMCA building. You run through Nakusa and kind of go through the back area, um, go along Z. Sure. So past Saratoga Cranberry Marsh. Go along that route,
0: and like to the backside of the airport.
1: Backside of the airport, and then you kind of loop back around by Walmart to head back over to the YMCA. There is a 26.2 mile loop that you can do, um, hitting all of those lovely cities in between.
0: And like we talked about with Boz from Port Edwards,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know that we we are built for those outdoor activities in the area, right? Um, the bridge to bridge is, is one that, that that's another one.
1: Yep. That's going to be in June for the during the cranberry blossom fest. Right.
0: And that is literally running down one bridge across, running back the other and Mm -hmm. making a loop that way. Yes. Which is, I mean, it's, it's really cool. I remember, um, living over by then, uh, West junior high over on the West side of town and riding my bicycle, they had just started really getting into the, uh, the recreational trail okay. deals. Um, a lot of it wasn't paved. It was just packed gravel, you know, old train bed or whatever. Right. Um, but they were, they had developed along the riverfront there by where the now fireman's memorial is. And so I'd hop on there and scoot down over to the old Walmart here on the east side of town, you know, and just be on the bicycle. And it was so easy to actually get around and not really have to do with traffic.
1: Right, and that's the nice thing about the Bunny Run is in years past, we always had to deal with traffic, um, but this is going to be right on that path that connects Nakusa to Port to Rapids. It's going to be right along that that path so we don't have to worry about any traffic or anything like that, so that way we can start and stop um, in a very beautiful park.
0: This is a great area to live in. We've got a lot of resources, Mm so I hope... Again, talking with, you know, our guests that we have on who come from out of the area. Um, Jen from Ruby Red's 45 Mercantile. Right. And just seeing their reaction and talking with them about noticing these little things that you don't have in other communities. No. So if someone is looking to come into our community, are there homes available?
1: There are homes available. See
0: how I led into that?
1: I did. That was a very good segue.
0: Good. So there are homes, um, not a huge amount, but what do we have?
1: We have eighteen homes as of six thirty at night
0: on Thursday the tenth.
1: On Thursday the tenth, so eighteen homes to okay. go take a look at to go write an offer on. We could do eighteen.
0: Um, price ranges roughly.
1: Right. So price ranges. I could do a clickety clack here. Um, we're gonna be starting around that thirty thousand. Mark. Okay. And we go all the way up to 500,000, a little bit over 500,000. Not quite 510, but we're we're in the ballpark. So again, you know, under that 100,000 price range, we're looking at 11 homes. Okay. So, we definitely do have some very nice budget-friendly homes. And then we do that next little jump up again. We're we're missing a large section between that 120 and 165. So not there. There's nothing in that price range. So again, if you're a buyer who's looking for something in that 150, 140, you're gonna be waiting. You're gonna be waiting until something comes on. And while you're waiting, the best thing to do is to go talk with your banker, your lender. And get your pre-approval, get everything all ready. So that way when that house does come on the market, you can go take a look at it and we can write an offer and we can get you going in the correct direction.
0: So the above hundred and fifty thousand are there clusters of price range?
1: Uh, it's like two or three in like the two hundred to three hundred. And then we jump all the way up to the five hundred. So we're again it's it's kind of stacked mm-hmm. of little here, little there,
0: and that's one of the the biggest things that uh we we tell our sellers is this is a great time to get into the market if you are looking to sell because you don't have a lot of competition
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, I know your average price uh sold for last year was about hundred and thirty seven thousand um, dollars and you sold houses. Uh, less expensive than that. Houses more expensive than that, of right. course. So Numbers are averaged together. Uh, we usually go by median prices. And mm-hmm. the median price for Wood County last, um, I looked at it, where we were averaging about 157000 if I remember correctly. Somewhere in there. So really, the majority of houses in this central Wisconsin area can tend to fall in that hundred and twenty to one hundred and eighty thousand dollar range right, um, right. We, we do have some clusters of really um, people want to be in the areas of like Grand Rapids and such, and many of those homes could go in that middle two hundred of Correct. course we'll we'll have to look at your um, particular residence to really get a feel for what it is, but you know. It's an option. You might be surprised.
1: Right. Um, So one thing that we're going to be looking at here next, we talked a little bit about it. We talked
0: about puppies, right? I know. You might be able to hear it in the background.
1: Exactly. Um, Got the
0: office dog in.
1: (laughs) Right. Um, Vacant land. Sure. You know, so let's kind of dive a little bit into that vacant land. You know, again, it's one of my favorite things to go show is vacant land because you To dream and kind of dream endlessly of, well, what if? Yeah. You know, do we want to have a two bedroom or do we want to have a three, a four? What about extra buildings? Do we want to have the big pole shed? Do we want to collect that much stuff or do we not want to have that? You know, just being able to dream of those possibilities as you're kind of standing there at the blank slate. So, looking at vacant land, we've got 137
0: options. So there are many, and and this goes for many types of vacant land as well. This is many
1: types of vacant land. So this is like little itty bitty teeny tiny of, you know, 0.17, maybe a little bit less than that, all the way on up to, I'm going to see if I can find my largest one here. It's there? I think I scrolled a little too
0: fast. Oh my goodness. That's okay. Okay. over 40 acres?
1: Yeah, we're going to be looking at over 40 acres. You know, we've got some that are 10 acres. We've got five acres. we got some that are waterfront, some are stream, some are lake, some are river.
0: Now that's for the central Wisconsin area. Correct. Or excuse me, Wisconsin Rapids area. Correct. Okay. So if you're looking outside of the area, there are hundreds of options. All right. So let's, just, land.
1: let's take a sneak at, at Rome.
0: Okay. Let's see
1: what we got going on in Rome.
0: Okay. Rome.
1: Rome. Which is just Wisconsin. south of
0: Wisconsin Rapids. Um, again, slightly difficult to distinguish sometimes because most of Rome is within the Nacusa zip code.
1: Right. So we're just going to go with the municipality of Rome.
0: Sure. You know, lakefront living perhaps. Um, just off lake, a lot of those homes that are close to water have dated access.
1: Well, that would make sense of what I just did. Um, It said that there was zero, but I clicked on the wrong one. Right. I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound right.
0: Computers are great when they work right.
1: I know. I blame user error a lot on it. Okay, so in the Rome area, so we're looking at the Municipality of Rome. Sure. uh, We're looking at 38 possibilities. Of lots. Of lots.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Right. So again, we're looking at... uh, 0.36 0.36 so far is the smallest I'm seeing,
0: and that makes sense because that's all uh, individual septic down there. Right or, um, at, at the very best communal septic, uh, maybe they've got a, a, a HOA or a home association that you know you have some services that are shared.
1: Right. But uh, the m- largest is going to be
0: 240.
1: 240 acres. 240 acres. Okay. Okay. So we definitely have. Opportunities.
0: So, if you're curious about those types of things, um, I'm not sure how well our, our website over on myrapids.com or mynacusa.com. My um, I'm not sure how well those disseminate land and lots. Um, I haven't played with that much, but I know the residential homes are definitely on those those websites.
1: And it's one of those things too. Is you know, just give me a call. We can talk about. We'll probably just have you come on, come into the office and sit down in our conference room and talk about land.
0: You can put it on the big screen?
1: We put it on the big screen. We go through. Uh, we just recently did this with another gentleman. He had some questions about some lots at Nepco Lake. We brought him into the office. We kind of looked at a few of them online first and kind of talked about the the pros and cons of living in that area.
0: Well, and he was looking at uh, purchasing in a different area as well. Right. And um, kind of the thought process of what would be closest to his family, um, the type of building he wanted to build. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes when you're near waterfront, you might need to build or buy two lots.
1: Right, depending upon what you want to put on it. You know, there was just too many variables.
0: Well, we helped him narrow it down.
1: Well, we helped him narrow it down. And the nice thing is, we got to take a look at, you know, a couple lots on, online. We didn't have to go put on our snow boots to go trumping through the snow to realize that, no, this is not a lot for me. So being able to have that discussion ahead of time in a nice warm environment, please keep in mind, I'm not a winter person, so I don't like the cold. Um, I'm very happy to go show homes in the cold. Don't, get, don't read me wrong on that one. Um, but if we can sit down, we can have a nice discussion about vacant land and what your goals are going to be. We can help you really pair those together. Before having to go drive, you know, 45 minutes away to find out, no, this is not going to work. This is not what we intended. Mm-hmm. So having that, that conversation in, in heat is usually a little bit better.
0: This time of year. In this the, time of the year. A couple of months will be air conditioning.
1: It'll be in, in air conditioned. <laughs> and then, you know, again, it'll be the, I don't want to be swatting bugs and mosquitoes and searching for ticks. So if we can avoid that, that's awesome.
0: I'm not sure when the actual best time is to go on vacant land. I'm thinking fall. Fall's pretty good. It's a little bit cool. The bugs are subdued. You know what? It's not too muddy.
1: It's really not. I mean, any time is really good to go to vacant land. If this is like the vacant land that is like 100% for you, Mm -hmm. then it's always, always a good time, but it's always, you know, I don't like bugs and I don't like the cold. So if I can eliminate those two things, I'd be happy. But unfortunately, outside world, there's
0: bugs and there's cold. Uh, My background personally is a life that has been very urban. And I haven't really been exposed to ticks so much um, Mm -hmm. since I started doing real estate. Now it's a whole nother ball of wax. Um, Little ticks, big ticks, crawly ticks, how they feel, what to look for. Oh, my goodness. You
1: know, and it's funny you know, to listen to me talk about not being, you know, don't like the the bugs and and stuff like that and I grew up on 40 acres. You know, I spent the good majority of my childhood outside running around, tromping through the forest and the the creek beds and throwing mud at my brothers. Um Yeah, but and, your
0: 40 acres was in the city.
1: Right. And then to to hear me today going, yeah, if I can avoid the bugs, it'd be awesome.
0: Well, as we grow older, hopefully we learn right. from our, our past experiences. So yeah,
1: so vacant land, <laughs> do not worry about me. I, you know, I, I have a great comfort level with the bugs. I just don't like them biting me and um, it's only for a short period of time. So I'm okay with it. I, I like going out and showing vacant land. It's always fun.
0: Now, we, we do have a lot of options, mm-hmm. um, even here listed by our firm. Um if you're looking for city lots, we've got a couple of great we locations on city Township. lots. We we have one in Township. We've got one over on the two two over, over on the west side
1: on 21st Avenue. Mm-hmm. So again, two city lots or two locations of city lots and again city sewer and water to both of these lots. Right. And so I mean really great opportunities.
0: And then we got more over on 29th Street.
1: Yep, we got one over on 29th.
0: Then we've got at least one um, that we have listed personally, I, I think there's a couple more that the firm has listed over on NEPCO.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, our lot 10 over on Bayshore Trail, which is actually really unique because it's it's got a decent amount of waterfront considering. Right. But it's, it's not on the big water part of NEPCO Lake, if you want to talk about water or not. It's in one of the secluded... It's um, in a bay. One of the secluded bays. And right. It's, so it's, it's on the
1: big water side. Right. But in a bay. Now I got the hiccups. Oh, good. Um, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's in a bay, but on the big water side,
0: and it's one of the larger bays protected by breakwater. Mm-hmm. So, and the
1: really nice thing is too is it's got the, um. I'm gonna solve, it you can't build the two lots next to it. So we're gonna call it lot A, lot B is what we have listed, and then mm-hmm. lot C, A and C, are are non-buildable lots.
0: Right. So the the one side, um, the north side is actually the easement to access the breakwater. Correct. Um, The one on the south side is uh, registered as public use land because you have to have so much public use in a certain development. There's rules and stuff and things. Right. Um, And honestly, I don't think the public really knows that that is a public chunk of access because it's it's not really developed as such Mm -hmm. and so you do have to trudge through that little bit of woods to get down to the water
1: right so it's really neat i there's a particular term that i'm trying to come up with that why you cannot build on that but you explained it very well but the nice thing with that one is you you have your your setbacks that you need to do from from the property lines Mm -hmm. but then the next lot over You've got this nice big, like 20 foot gap between you and the neighbor, which in these subdivisions, it's kind of nice to have that little bit extra buffer between you and the neighbor.
0: Right. Um, and even if we're coaching a buyer on on what they want, um, we, we inform them that there are some setbacks and some of these lots are narrow piano cues that are only 50 feet wide-ish. 50 to 60, depending yeah.
1: upon which ones you're looking at.
0: So, you know, purchasing a couple lots right next to each other, if those are available, might give them a little bit more of the buffer that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So a whole lot of nuances for these these lots, vacant land.
1: I think we could probably talk about two hours worth of vacant land of, you know, just here's, here's a listing, here's all the possibilities mm-hmm. with this piece of, of vacant land because there are just so many different caveats. That you need to be aware of when you're looking at vacant land of what are you going to use it for. We usually like to get planning and zoning involved in some stuff just because we don't know all of the information. Right. And we want to make sure that you're fully informed of what you can and cannot do with your piece of vacant land.
0: So if you have any questions about that, give you a call. You have a phone number.
1: I do. It is 715-323-2577.
0: Fantastic. So anything more in particular about the local market you'd like to touch on? Uh,
1: no, I, I am good. I am hoping that we've got our stage style and blogged.
0: Right. Well, a little bit of you know general news from the national real estate level. Okay. I've been popping up a couple of uh, realtor.com articles and things like that because they're doing the end of the year numbers and how did 2021 end up. Um, and then we're starting to compare that with has gone through with January of this year, you know, kind of looking ahead as well. So 2021 was just a fantastic year for real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're looking at 2022 being another fantastic year as far as solid price, stable prices. Um, interest rates are going up, but they're not going to be just exploding we're we're not going to be seeing oh eighteen and twenty percent interest rates. We're just it, it's not, um, and even think back, pre pandemic twenty eighteen twenty nineteen we were you know hovering right about that five percent range mm-hmm. for interest rates. So we may get up to that again, um, and that's a fairly that that has been a fairly normal on the low end from the past twenty years that I can remember for sure.
1: Right. Right.
0: So all good things to look forward to. Uh, One of the articles was about the Zillow estimates of what the activity is going to be like in this coming year. Um, They were saying there's going to be growth. They originally estimated maybe about a 10 or 11% growth in real estate as far as number of houses sold and prices going up. Now it's uh, been amended to, they're looking at perhaps 16% growth. They've heard a lot of people saying, well, we're just going to wait until the market settles down or prices start falling.
1: And that still has not happened. Yeah,
0: that, and that's really not going to happen as far as all the other economists are saying.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, even Realtor.com has, has the uh, in-house economists and they're saying, again, it's, it's going to be double digit price Growth again this year. Now that's overall in the country. What we're going to see here in our more rural central Wisconsin area is still going to be some additive growth, but I think we're going to be more in that normal, traditional, like three mm-hmm. percent. Um, we always fall behind those national trends just because of our location. Right. So it's exciting that we're we're seeing this coming in the new year.
1: And and I'm excited about this new year as as well as we start to or as we continue to work with our buyers and sellers Mm -hmm. in this market and being able to just help people close some chapters and open up some new ones.
0: Right. Um, One of the things always talked about is the affordability of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are seeing huge um, price appreciation just with, with everything. Gas prices are going up. You know, those devaluing of the normal things that we work for in life, but we're also seeing people moving away from lower paying jobs and getting into jobs that are paying a little bit higher as well. Right. Like I said, there's word about um, getting the mill asset back up and running. So that should be bringing more people online or into our area. Those factory work jobs here at the mill have always been good, strong paying jobs. Right. So I, I think our overall economy here is going to be just fantastic in the new year
1: it is it is and you know really looking forward to it and it'll be an exciting year
0: uh another thing that i had kept an eye on a little bit is the airport commission okay um i hadn't been able to make their open meeting they, they did a uh, a public forum meeting a, a week or two ago and i i haven't followed up on what the results of that was, but that was based around again the government financial input and availability of getting some of those federal funds to do more stuff here.
1: Is there a way to find out how many airplanes, how many planes land and take off from our little airport?
0: There's always a way.
1: There's always a way. Is that mm-hmm. does this uh, call Jeremy and ask Jeremy those questions, or that,
0: that would be the first place to start? Okay. Um. I. I. Don't know if there's, like, an annual airport commission, like, you know, state of the airport thing, you know.
1: Uh, I mean, I'm sure we have statistics on, on our little airport. and oh yeah. I mean, it, it's little, but it's a massive airport. It, it handles a lot of traffic and a lot of big planes.
0: It really does, and especially with the new hangar that was built, again, supplemented by government funds, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. And the new
1: runway to handle the mm-hmm. bigger planes.
0: So they're looking to go along with that uh, trend and, hey, if we can get taxpayer money that it's going to be allocated to someone Mm -hmm. and our community has paid those taxes just like everybody else. Right. So why not get in line for the money that's going to be given to somebody anyway? Correct. So exciting things. Our Styled, Staged, and Sold blog for this week is a little bit different. Um, they're not talking about bedrooms and offices, Excellent. Uh, offices in the closet, um, which, by the way, mm-hmm. on the first Tuesday of every month at 1030 in the morning, our own J.R. JR Seward is over at, at the radio station here. Yeah. And he's doing a uh, live with James on the, the morning show.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I was listening to it this week and I was just thrilled that they were talking about, you know, people moving into their second homes, working from anywhere, just like we've been discussing. Mm -hmm. And JR made the comment that um, one of the people he was working with, well, they're just outgrowing their space. And now he's working from home at a new job, except with the kids and everybody else around, the only space that he had available for, you know, doing this work. And I'm thinking to myself, don't say it, don't say it. And he did. He said it was either the bathroom or the closet. And I'm just cheering. I'm in my car. I'm listening to this. I'm just cheering. I'm like, yes, closet office.
1: And we've been hearing a lot more people <laughs> say we are done with this working from the the closet. Right. You know, we want to come out of the closet. We want a real office. We don't want the sparkle prom dress behind us. We're done with this. This is, this is, we're done. Create me an
0: office. Yep. Um. Now, now with our my studio was in the basement of the house and then we had some water issues. So moving all that stuff up, I, it wasn't until a couple weeks ago that I really reassembled everything as Mm -hmm. proper as I had it. And I was kind of holding off because I didn't want to continue with the zoom meetings. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I didn't set up that part of it. Right. Then I realized that the zoom meetings will continue.
1: I think they will. I think the zoom meetings are going to continue. Um, I've really appreciated the zoom meetings only because we are working with some investors that are from out of state. And so having that zoom meeting is kind of nice. So that way I can at least put a face to a name Mm -hmm. and to be able to just kind of see what they're, what they're trying to do. So having that, that, that interpersonal action,
0: you can see the facial expressions, right,
1: right. You can see that, you know, And then hopefully they can come here to Wisconsin so that way we can meet actually in person and shake hands and be able to go, okay, you know what, we've been on this project now for nine months and I finally now get to meet you in person versus Mm -hmm. never meeting them ever and it's just a phone call. So I, I enjoy the Zoom meetings only for that aspect.
0: So our National Association of Realtors mm-hmm. put out the Styled, stage and Sold blog. All right. Um, this one is by staff editor Melissa Dittman-Tracy, and it's about the foyer or the foyer, depending on how you go with it. Um, so this is, the article says, make a good first impression as soon as guests enter the home. The foyer is the first room inside of the home that people see as they enter from the front door. Um, I, I'm going to add that I see so many homes that have a front door that never get used, and everyone just comes in like the breezeway or the garage. Right. So we can maybe take this and spiff up our breezeway and garage entries too.
1: I was gonna say, you know, can we do something? And I know that uh, working with a new buyer, the one thing I noticed with our first home we went to go see, you know, we're hanging on to the the child, get the husband and wife. We got a child, you got me, and we're all trying to knock off the shoes in this little tiny cramped in space that's only really made for one. And we get to have the conversation of, this is the only door coming into your house. And look, we have four people here. You know, we need to start thinking about, you know, how is this space, you know, how is this space going to work as your family grows?
0: Or even just how it is now.
1: Right. And that, you know, they never really thought of, okay, when I enter the home, you know, what do I want that space to look like? You know, they never really put those two thoughts together of, oh, yeah, I want to be able to have room. So that way, as the dog is running in and the grandparents are coming in and the kids are coming in, that there's space for that to all happen versus I'm half up a stairwell.
0: Or coming in with the groceries
1: mm-hmm.
0: plus the child on your other arm and, or the dog or something else. You know, how much stuff are you going to carry into your house at once? Right. A lot of things to consider.
1: A lot of things to consider.
0: So the article suggests the first one is a trend for 2022 being vintage vibes. Yeah. Ooh. So your being designed all vintage with a rug and the client's mother's vintage mirror. They paired it with books and baskets to create a styled but welcoming feel. And... So I mean, we, one of the houses that you were in came with a mirror.
1: It did. It came with a very big gilded mirror.
0: So using that, perhaps, maybe you do have heirlooms that are are vintage, or you you maybe uh spray inher- paint goes a long way, right? Yeah, take take a, a mid century modern mm-hmm. piece and doll it up to something that suits your taste. It, right. It's amazing how you know a little piece of furniture, maybe a knickknack or two, but having that vintage feel, feel to, to it. it yeah
1: and i really like in this picture that underneath there is like the large basket to collect all the collect uh, all the uh, catch-all have that catch-all space of then at least it's not a on the floor or b on the dining room table
0: as i always say if you don't have a drawer designated for drunk all your drawers are junk drawers but it, it's that theory that if you don't have a space to put it then it's just going to find a clean linear surface to end up on.
1: And the nice thing is with the new house, uh, we only have one junk drawer versus the last house we had four. So we've downsized our junk
0: drawers. Mm -hmm. So the next um, item about the foyer is spotlighting a staircase. So if you happen to have a a staircase that's in your front entry, you know, let's take a look at that. And how can we make that a presentation point? Mm Of course. That might take a sense of larger homes would have this versus, you know, some of the, the smaller. Grand staircase. Right. Um, it really takes a special house to have that architectural feature, but you can dress it up. Um, pictured here, this particular dramatic staircase is paired with a table holding an eclectic assortment of stylish goods, a formal arrangement, and art. They also included uh, wall sconces. Mm-hmm. To help illuminate the stairs instead of just a, um, a hanging chandelier, which we see sometimes often as well. Right. Um, putting a carpeted stair runner.
1: To help accentuate, or you get that texture.
0: hmm texture. Um, and there's so many things that you can do with the stair treads themselves. You can do railings, you can mix that up. Even just repainting the railings a different color, I've seen that as an instant change that's that's so beneficial and you don't have to spend a lot of money it's just paint right um what you can do with the entryway tables is just astonishing the next one is simple but styled Uh, this one suggests using a couple brass antiques mixed with baskets and other art to mix up the foyer and add some character looks like part of the wall of the foyer and this one happens to be a, a brick, mm-hmm. like the uh, brick siding that was red perhaps maybe at one time, but now it's painted completely white. Mm-hmm. So that's always a trend. You've got this sort of blank wall that has that texture of the brick. Now, how are you going to mix it up and um, place in front of it?
1: Giving that, that rustic look to it as well of, you know, again, bring that outside feel. Inside with the rustic looking baskets.
0: Yeah. Use some uh, whisker, wicker baskets mm-hmm. or um, planters, pots and planters. You know, maybe put the, uh, uh, the willows in the, the planter for height. You know, it depends on how tall your foyer is, all these different factors. You can actually also make it look more modern. You know, get a black piece of furniture in there with simple clean lines. Right. The next one is antiqued. So pairing, again, an anti- antique dresser with an abstract modern mirror, tall florals, and whimsical pottery to add some polish to the foyer. Paint goes a long way. This one happens to be a natural wood with gilded accents.
1: And we're starting to see that. I think it's like my generation's has kind of come back around to that of I want to get, grab grandma's old dresser mm-hmm. and put it in the living room.
0: And take a little bit of time and do the DIY treatment to it. Right. Where you strip down the old finish. You'll be careful of lead-based finishes, of course. Yes. And then either repainting it or restaining it a different color, usually maybe a darker color, depending on what your design is. And yeah, I love the brass accents that go to trim on this particular one. The next suggestion is a pop of color. So starting with a very white space, pop some dark blue cabinet, maybe some fun gold accents, and a few books. Could even spark a discussion. You know, kind of the coffee table theory, Mm -hmm. but having the tall table now in your foyer. Ooh. Um, This is reminiscent of a property that is sold. We sold it last year over on 3rd Street.
1: Oh, yes. The old Victorian.
0: Yep. 1800s. It was Mm -hmm. built in or or early turn of the century.
1: Yeah, it was old.
0: It was was (laughs) was old. 120 years old. It was old. It was old. But it it had that. It had, you know, your your six bedrooms, you know, Mm -hmm. the five upstairs, and it had the entryway that you walked into. Right. Well, the the side console next to the stairwell, yeah, start doing that, but maybe thinking that um, some unused cabinetry. Maybe you could put legs on it and make that cabinet into your something. sideboard. Yeah. Right? So lots of options. Stair accents. Again, um, let's see, give you for your character without taking up any space by adding fanciful tiles to the stairs. Now, we, we talked just a minute ago about the uh, carpeted stair runner. Right. Um, and this one is something that you kind of want to do here with putting tiles on the riser portion of the the basement stairs yep so not the treads but the the vertical portions
1: right and i'm gonna probably have to repaint the stairwell or the stairs itself Mm because those runners are showing the wear after the flood of going up and down the stairs too often and um yeah it's gonna need a little bit of a fresh coat of paint i think
0: yeah at the very least um and maybe if you want those treads to go a little bit longer, sanding them down, then we like staining them. Mm-hmm. Usually, stain is you know penetrating farther right. and it doesn't scuff off. The and i And I'm, I'm
1: also kind of wondering too, like with doing the the risers, whether or not you know finding some really neat contact paper and just putting our you know wallpaper. Just find something that's you know that will look pretty, mm-hmm. but it doesn't you know it doesn't have to cost a whole lot to to just kind of make that going up the stairs, a little bit more of an enjoyable activity.
0: And you can mix it up. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I am
1: going to work on trying to get the stairwell to be at least one color instead of the dual tone that it is.
0: Yeah, that helps. Yeah. So start with that. I mean, if it's a uh, sort of maybe a back hallway that the children run up a lot, maybe doing whimsical Disney characters or something uh, as Mm -hmm. the wallpaper you choose for that. Yeah. Lots of options.
1: Um, A good friend of mine, she was a very good artist. She still is. Uh, painted frogs oh, sure. on, on the riser part. So the frogs were always looking, you know, it was either just like they had them looking. And it was really cute. My son really enjoyed going to her house to go look at the frogs. So she had like seven or eight frogs that were painted on the riser part. And he just had a great time with the frogs.
0: And you could do rabbits. Mm-hmm. You know, all sorts of woodland creatures. Exactly. Yeah. Use your imagination. And go wild with it.
1: Right, you know. And again, with the paint, you know, do that matte paint on the base, and then the high gloss for you know if you're trying to do stripes or something like that, so that we get a little bit of a shine to it as well. Because paint is very cost effective. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, you know, always paint over it and start over again.
0: You know, there's always the discussion of what do we do in the '90s with the glaze paint. Yeah, that that matte background with the glaze colored, um, feather dusters and whatnot.
1: I love the feather duster look.
0: It was again, a, an easy way that you could get some texture in a room without having to spray textured product onto the wall and maybe yeah. knocking it down or, or whatnot. Yeah. Um, luckily another trend that I'm seeing going away is the popcorn ceiling.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Thankfully, because that it it's a very specific, specific time. Group that Although
1: I do like my ceiling thing. a little sparkly. I like to have a little sparkle in my life. Okay. So I do like the sparkle. There's the popcorn look. Yes. But you got to have that, that little bit of glitter. Well,
0: you can add glitter to your paints.
1: Yes, I understand this.
0: Or add glitter to your glaze. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, then maybe paint the glaze as glittered stripes or just uh, glitter glaze the entire ceiling. Put in a nice crystal chandelier or a uh, ceiling fixture yeah. for your light. Yeah. Add some sparkle around. And actually that, that was a neat thing we did in your bedroom was put up a uh, crystal light fixture.
1: Right. It was for, I think, the kitchen. Yeah. I think it was on display for like in a kitchen. But I'm like, I kind of like that for our room. I like, wanted Bill to have light in the room and be able to see, but have a little bit of sparkle.
0: And it did. And it, it's creating uh, light patterns on the walls where you'd think we had taken glaze or a wallpaper and redone the walls with that. But no, it's just it's the, how the light hit it. It was pretty cool.
1: Right. Now we got kind of like a, um, a scale, like a fish scale look when the light mm-hmm. is turned on. So, I mean, it, it's really neat. I mean, it has a different feel to the room. It's no longer kind of like dark and gloomy. It, once you turn on the light, it adds like another element. To those walls.
0: It's dynamic. It's dynamic. Ooh. It is sparkly. A little bit of sparkle is always good. Yes. Um, Yeah. So there are a lot of options to do with the house. How are your house projects going? I know we're coming down to the end of we're, the hour. We're coming but down to the hour. Have you done anything more on your house projects? Well,
1: I have. Last Sunday, I went through and I pulled off all of the nails out of the 2 by 4s and kind of cleaned up the, the edges and everything. So they're looking really nice and pretty. Um, Our next step... Is to remove the the bathtub, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so that needs to come out. And I understand that we need to use either a sawzall or a grinder or something like that. And with it being that we're using power tools at this point, I know that I need adult supervision. So I need to coordinate, organize some adult supervision to make sure that as we're pulling these pieces out, that we're doing it in a safe manner. Because I'm still on weight limits, so I still can't pick up these pieces. So I need help moving that all out. But then also, too, you know, I do not own a pair of safety goggles. So I have no safety glasses or anything like that. Um, As far as, like, my shoes, when I was working in there, I was using my snow boots. That was about the only safety aspect I could actually come up with of either it was the Crocs or it was going to be the snow boots.
0: Went with the snow boots. Well, it's better than a pair of open-toed stilettos. Very true close toed shoes and jeans with gloves and safety glasses.
1: Yeah, well, we're missing the safety glasses.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I do have my gardening gloves that I was using and wearing. Good. So, you know, a little bit of safety, but I know that this next step, you know, definitely need to have more people around. So that way, as things are kind of moving along, you know, safety is going to be the number one concern.
0: And having a party is always a good thing.
1: Exactly. You know, why not come on over? Take out a bathtub. Should be
0: fun. And then we'll progress into, you know, the the next part, which is finding the shower stall that you want and do that installation portion of it.
1: Right. And we just did discover that we need to get a 32-inch shower Mm -hmm. in order to fit into this particular spot because of the size of the opening that that we have, that we couldn't go with a 34. So I think we're like half inch short. Of what we really need, but I think I've developed a how we can manage that and make it look nice of yeah it's a little bit too too big, but it should look okay
0: And then have you thought about what you're going to do in the springtime for the garden is that still where it was at or are you developing well, more of that?
1: I have ran I ran over to Ace a couple of weeks ago and they still they only had I think only like 15 different types of seeds out. So I think as these weeks progress into it is where I'm going to have to go get the last seeds Okay. For, for everything. And so I'm just waiting for Ace to get their seeds out. And I don't really want to call them and say, hey, I want to come pick up my seeds.
0: Well, it's better if you go over there. Right. Because then you can shop for other things.
1: Right. Um, Be-
0: because um, snowblowers are probably going to start going on sale.
1: Snow is are going to go on sale, but the Milwaukee tools are also over there. So yes. I have been kind of walking down those aisles, too, and just kind of checking out some of their tools to see whether or not I should pick up some of those.
0: Well, you know, Mother's Day and Father's Day sales are going to come out here pretty soon.
1: Mm-hmm. So I should probably pick up a pair of safety goggles,
0: glasses. Yes, you should. And then actually, if you step over at Ace, they've got a whole home decor section as well.
1: Yeah, and I walk through there and gonna figure out what to do with our screen and porch as far as some sort of decoration from in there. Uh, Justin has been very helpful.
0: For an Ashbeck interior. Yeah,
1: he's been very helpful of finding some outdoor decor for the other garden shed.
0: You like dragonflies?
1: I do. I found some dragonflies and now I'm thinking I gotta find like a peacock to oh. put in there.
0: Okay. Or some flowers
1: or something. I don't know. I we're gonna go find some more metal work and Justin says I can he's going to find me something to go on my shed.
0: Because you have the shed and then you've also got the the garage. Are you going to decorate the secondary garage?
1: No, but it's going to get a coat of paint
0: this year. Okay, kind of make it blend in with the rest of the buildings on property.
1: Right. So the house and the little garden shed are all, I'm going to say coffee colored brown.
0: Yeah, a chocolate. Shed. Yeah,
1: they're they're something and the secondary garage is bright yellow. I mean, it is sunshine yellow.
0: And it's been faded now, so it's kind of time for a, a new coat of paint anyway.
1: Right. You know, the, the siding itself is is still good. I don't feel like it needs to be resided at oh, this no, point. No. So it just needs a, a new coat of paint. Mm-hmm. So this, I think in the fall, I think kind of in, in that August, September, we'll do a, a nice little coat of paint and get it all looking nice and fresh.
0: I'm excited. I've, I've got on my line a, a pressure washer. I believe I'm going to get one of those and do Excellent. some house cleaning, clean the driveway and whatnot. Well, we're coming down again, like I said, to the end of the hour here. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for interesting houses and whatnot in the area, check out MyRapids.com. If you're looking for Nakusa properties, check out mynakusa.com., mm-hmm. mm-hmm. or give you a call.
1: Right. And that number is 715-323-2500. And it's a very textable number, so go ahead and give me a text or a call. And you guys have a great Central Wisconsin day, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.